I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. If you're in a church that sings contemporary worship music, you have sung the songs of today's guest. If you listen to Christian radio, you've heard them on the radio. And of course, if you go to the Passion Conferences uh, or Passion City Church, uh, you will have heard him leading worship as well. Today's guest is Christian Stanfield, and he has a new album out. Uh, just listen to the whole thing front to back. Uh, it's really good. It's called Make It Out Alive. A little different, uh, and, and I re- actually quite like it. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, as soon as we're done with this interview, you'll want, you'll want to go do that. Uh, it sounds like a guy who's got everything made in life, uh, but he struggles as well, and he's been open about discussing it. So I invite you to be uh, part of the conversation today, and we'll be watching chat um, when this is, is airing. This is pre-recorded. Uh, but also, uh, if you haven't subscribed or followed or liked, we'd ask that you do that now. Or hit share. You know someone that likes Christian's music, uh, contemporary worship music, hit share and invite them to be a part of it today. Christian, great to see you. Great to have you on Life Today Live. Hey, great to be here, man. Thanks for having me, Randy. So I, I do have one kind of, uh, yeah kind of fanboy question, if I can go that direction, uh, <laughs> with the new album, because I'm listening to it. And, uh, you know, you're writing songs as well. And I'm, I'm going, okay, now this one is a worship song. This one is a very personal song. Uh, this one sounds like you're talking to other Christians. This one, are you talking to lost people? When you're writing, I'm curious, mm-hmm. who are you writing to? Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, every song was a little bit different, you know, but, um, you know, on on this project, I'll make it out alive. Uh, it's very conversational. I think you said it just earlier. It's very personal. Um, a lot of these songs were conversations with myself. Uh, some of them were conversations with other people, almost pleading with other people to, uh, be honest with themselves, be honest with other people in their life. Um, so yeah, I mean, every song, every song is a little bit different. It has, it has its own little personality, but, um, most of these songs I would say are conversations that I was having with myself or having with God. Um, you know, I wrote these songs. I was when I was writing these songs, I wasn't really thinking that I, people would hear these songs. <laughs> they were, they were songs that I was writing, um, you know, in a process of recovery and getting healthy. And, um, and so I was writing these songs just to survive, you know, to process what was happening in life. And, um, uh, just to get it down, you know, in note form mm. and just to say what was happening. And so now to be able to share these songs with other people, they're very autobiographical. But what I've found out is that the message is very universal. Mm. I mean, we're all human. We all have struggles. We all have brokenness in our life. Um, we know how hard it is to live um, life on this planet. And so I've actually found that these songs connect with humanity. It's not just a personal thing. It's more of a humanity thing yeah i could totally see it what was going on in your life that that spawned this yeah well you know it's it's hard you know to talk about this record without talking about 2020 i think people are probably tired of talking about 2020 and the pandemic but um it was a it was a catalytic moment 
um, for, for me and for us and our family, um, you know, being home and canceling all the plans that we had in 2020, uh, and just being still, um, exposed some things in my life that I needed to pay attention to some behaviors that I needed to pay attention to some addictive behavior that I needed to deal with some ways of thinking that were super unhealthy. Um, and then just brokenness from my past that I had never taken the time to really uproot and talk about or look at. Um, and so toward the end of 2020, it was when all of that came to a head and my wife knew my friends knew, um, my pastor, I, you know, a lot brought my pastor, Louis Giglio into the mix. And we all started processing what was happening together and just started this, this process of getting healthy and finally being honest about what was really going on in my life. Um, things that I had not brought into the light before I was now bringing into the light for people to see and for God to, you know, for God to touch it and to heal it. And so through that process is when the songs started to come. Like I said, I was writing for survival um, just to understand what was happening in life. But um, it, was a, it was a very, very hard, hard place to be. It was, it was definitely a rock bottom moment. But, you know, I've found that a lot of times it's God's kindness, God's mercy that lets us get to that point so that we can learn not just how good he is, but um, how, how healing needs to happen. What, uh, what, what, what's your background? Were you raised in the church? Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised in the church, man. I grew up going to church with my family. We, we went to some amazing, an amazing church growing up. Uh, Johnson Ferry Baptist church is where I, I grew up going to church, um, in Marietta, Georgia. I had an incredible youth pastor there. Great pastor. Um, Bryant Wright is my pastor there. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I grew up born and raised, man. So where, where did things go a little off the rails for you in a sense? In other words, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, right? Where, where does it come from? That's a great question, man. Um, you know, I think as, as you get older and, you know, I, I got married uh, really young. You know, Carrie and I got married. I was, I was barely 21. She was 20. We started having kids pretty quick. We have four kids now. Um, but when I turned about 30, you know, life, life changed a lot for me. You know, uh, my responsibilities at the church started ramping up. My responsibilities as a, as a touring, you know, uh, worship leader started ramping up. And as the pressures of life start to ramp up and start to intensify, um, you know, instead of processing that with, with other people, I went inward mm. and I started to isolate and think to myself, I can, I can deal with this on my own. I don't need to bring anybody else into this conversation. I can kind of handle this. Well, over time, that's, that's just too much for one, one person to handle. And it's, it's not something we were made to handle. And so I started to try and just escape all that pain and all that pressure. Um, and it led to some really negative stuff. And so I think just over time and you, you start to think like, I can handle this. I can deal with this. But, you know, I, I thank God for that breaking point now because that's what it took to show me that I, you know, you can't handle this stuff on your own. And we weren't made to live life on an island. We weren't. Um, it's, it's easier to isolate because it's, it's messy to bring other people into the process. <laughs> yeah. But truthfully, it's, it's how, we were, how we were made to live, you know, made to live life in community with people and with the church. And 
in a in real accountability with other guys. And so, um, that that's the the long and the short of it. That how old were you when your fourth was born? I'm curious. So my my fourth will be eight on Christmas Day. So I was uh, 31. Okay. Uh, so I got married at 21 and had my fourth when I was uh, before I was 30. So uh, oh wow right oh, there wow right there with you wow. buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah. So you get it. You you get what we're talking about. Yeah, and but you know I actually came off of the the I was doing a fair amount of traveling with with television. And I was like I right, I'm not gonna do that. I had to stay home. My dad was gone most of my life growing up, and I wasn't gonna okay. I'm gonna do that. So you when you talk about your coping, you you're. You're not being specific, which I respect, but you've got everybody wondering what what does that mean? How? Oh yeah. What are you yeah. comfortable with? Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, you know, I went out there on my Instagram about it uh, in November. You know, November 9th was uh, two years sober for me, so I okay. quit drinking um, November 9th, twenty twenty. Um, I knew that that was that was something I needed to have out of my life, yeah. and um, I learned a lot about you know, addiction and the addict mind. And, um, I just knew that I, I couldn't, that couldn't be a part of my life anymore. So that, that has been a huge, a huge, uh, lifestyle change uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, how hard is it to talk about even now? Uh, no, I mean, I, I actually talking about it is helpful. Is it? You know, talk, talking about the, uh, the struggle and the fight of it is, is helpful. You know, I think, I think you get in trouble when, when you start trying to hide it, you know, when you start pretending like it's not there, you know, the fight is proof of life. (laughs) So, you know, here I am today, I wake up and I feel the tension of the flesh and the spirit. I feel the tension of, um, the kingdom of the air and the kingdom of heaven. You know, these two things are, you know, there's a battle line drawn and I feel that. I feel that tension and that, that feeling, that tension is proof that the Holy spirit is alive and active in me right now. And, um, so even just talking about it is helpful because, uh, it's bringing it out into the light. Yeah. It loses a lot of power. Yeah. So that, that's what that, that, that's what I've learned over the last couple of years is good to just keep talking about it. Well, good for you. Cause that's, that's healthy. Uh, yeah. And, and thank so, you. Yeah. Glad, glad to hear that. Well, during, during that time, because, I mean, I know from things just, it's just kind of the way it is when you're, when you're a Christian, especially when you're in a position of, uh, I don't want to say spiritual authority. I want to say you're kind of in the spotlight, but I mean, you know, people look at you as someone who is a a Christian leader in some regards. When, when you got these secrets going on, typically there comes a lot of shame with it. Were you struggling with shame? Oh yes. Oh yes. Big time. I mean, I think the shame is what, what kept me hiding for so long. Sure. You know, I think, um, you know, there, there's a, a point of demarcation, you know, to, to make the difference between guilt and shame, you know, guilt says I did something wrong. Um, shame says I am wrong. <laughs> and so guilt is a good thing. It's good to feel guilt and go, I, I dropped the ball there or, I shouldn't have responded that way or that needs to, I, I didn't do that right. You know, that guilt is okay. But when I start to believe that I am wrong, that I inherently, I am wrong, that, that just forces you more in it. It, um, 
perpetuates the hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it just starts to toxify in your mind. You stop believing truth and you start believing lies. Um, and then that just leads to more uh, wanting to escape and numb. And so shame was is a huge part. Um, you know, a, a big breakthrough for me was um, realizing somewhere in the process of, of recovery and getting healthy, you know, and counseling um, that I had stopped bringing my shame to the cross. I had, I had really, I'd stopped claiming the victory of the cross over my shame. Um, and so, man, when I stepped back into that reality and that truth, it was, uh, it was, it was a powerful day. <laughs> yeah. Bet. So I, I think that's what the enemy wants us to do, man. He wants us to, to forget that our inheritance is grace. Our inheritance is resurrection power as sons and daughters of God. Um, he wants us to think that we're just screw ups. <laughs> right. So when I, when I stepped, when I stepped back into the power of remembering and claiming the, the resurrection power and the grace of God, man, it was, that was where a lot of the victory came. Were you worried, were you worried about uh, the reaction of other people if you came out? with you know what was going on um yes i was you know uh, i didn't talk about it for a couple years and i think maybe that played into it you know i wasn't sure um you know on on one hand i I was wanting to get healthy and talking about it publicly really wasn't on my list of things to do (laughs) i was really more just focusing on my own heart my own my own life but um you know, I, I will say for anybody listening who, who thinks, man, if, if I come out with with whatever it is going on in my life, if I come out with that, there's just the hammer's going to drop, the bottom's going to fall out. Mm-hmm. I can just tell you, man, that in my experience, and, and I've talked to a lot of people, and in, a, in almost every case, the experience has been, man, it's just been open arms. You know, you, you, you come out with this stuff and you talk about it, and everyone has been like, man, way to go. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're with you, man. Uh, we're encouraging you in this process of, of getting healthy. Um, or even more powerful sometimes is the person who says, me too. I'm struggling too, man. Your story is now encouraging me to keep fighting. And so you just have no idea, you know, uh, coming, coming out with it, it's helpful for you, but it also helps the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps other people heal along with you. And so, um, as we are restored, we, we restore other people too alongside us. So, yeah. um, yeah, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people need to hear that right there because that's, that's mm-hmm. a stopping point for a lot of people. They're afraid of the consequences. How do, how, how would you contrast Christian Stanfill in February of 2020 before the pandemic hit versus the person we're talking to now? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's a different human. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I would say that a, a few things come to mind, but I think the main thing that come to mind is that I'm, I'm present to the moment right here and now. You know, I'm talking to you and I'm here. My mind is clear. My heart is on. Um, and I'm feeling every part of life. And I'm feeling the joy of life but I'm also experiencing the sorrow. So I, I, I'm not going to paint this picture that it's, <laughs> that life is easy. It's not. 
um, life is still hard. And all those pressures that I talked about earlier, I still feel all of that. I'm still a husband and I'm still a dad of four kids. I still have a job. I'm still a songwriter. I feel all the pressures of life. I think the difference is, is that um, I'm experiencing all of that now um, as just a part of life. And I'm doing it with other people. I'm connected to other people. Um, actually, I just came straight to this interview from a meeting that I have every Tuesday morning with with the two guys in my life that I love and trust the most. Mm. And it is a time where we just get super honest about all this stuff, all the pressures of life, all the things that we think and feel throughout the week. Um, so I think that's the main difference is that I'm learning to feel all of life and be present to all of life, but 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 shoulder it in a healthy way. Yeah, um, dude. Not not running from it, not running from it, but but stepping into it. Yeah, um, link, linked with other people. Okay, and that's where I was going to go next because you you mentioned counseling, you mentioned close friends that you can get super honest with. How important is it to have faithful, godly people in your life that you can open up to, that you can work things out with? Mm. I mean, it's everything. Um, it's how we're going to make it, you know, if we're going to run this race and if we're going to cross the finish line and, um, and follow Jesus, we need other people. We can't do this alone. You know, it's so much of what, what we've been talking about already. And, um, I would encourage again, just encourage people to find one person, two people that you can trust and take that scary step mm-hmm. and open the door and say the thing that you're scared to say. Um, take that chance because I can almost guarantee you on the other side of that conversation, there will be, again, just so much grace and love and acceptance. But then also the, man, I'm so glad you shared that. I've been wanting to share this with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it is extremely important to have that. And if you don't have that, I would say maybe maybe that's part of your calling is to instigate that in the community that you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe part of your calling where you are in your church or in your community is to figure out how to make that happen. Um, and I can promise you once, once you start doing that, man, people will magnetize to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something very holy and godly about doing that. Do you feel liberated now? Oh, extremely, <laughs> extremely not liberated from the fight, but liberated to fight. That's it. <laughs> I've, I feel I, I don't feel free from the tension of living in this world, but I feel free to to struggle against it, yeah. battle. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I do in yeah. in a massive way for there's sure. Your, there's your song title, "Free to Fight." Free to fight. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. There you go. I, so I'm, I want to talk a little about about the music, but I want to say first of all, thank you for being mm-hmm. willing to to get just gut level honest because that's as you're seeing that's what helps people and leads them out of their darkness and isolation so thank you yeah absolutely absolutely well that's the hope man that's the hope all right i have a question on the album uh make it out alive it's available now it's really good uh and he didn't he didn't ask me to say that say that on my own and i'm a tough music critic because i am a hack musician myself so here's the question what what is that like a a piece of a topographical map on the cover? 
Yeah, that, that is actually. Um, my wife jokes when she first saw it, she thought it was a napkin, like a crumpled up <laughs> napkin. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I like I like your wife already. She sounds like mine. Yeah, she's great. She's super honest. You know, she keeps it real. But um yeah, so that it is a topographical map. Um it actually uh it's where my grandparents live. My grandparents live on top of a mountain in North Georgia. Oh wow. And um it's a place that means a lot to me and our family. And I actually sing about my granddad in one of the songs on the record. And so we, we decided we would take a, a 3D rendering of that part of North Georgia. And so that's, that's the cover. That's <laughs> I, the cover of the record. I, <laughs> I thought, I'll show people again. I thought maybe it was like somewhere in Israel and this was something about the Israelites' uh, journey. And, <laughs> and I, I, I totally made up I this like whole that. thing about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just well, you know, the other. The other, the other significant part of it is that, you know, I, I started writing Make It Out Alive after a conversation I had with a friend. We were on a hike um, coming down a mountain in Colorado, and um, we were talking about the process of healing and how healing doesn't happen in a straight line. And, you know, healing takes all these, you know, it's like switchbacks and twists and turns. And sometimes you don't even know you're going the right way. And then one day you summit and you get this beautiful view. And you go, oh my gosh, I didn't know it this whole time. I was, I was on this journey to the top of this mountain. And I, and we were saying, isn't that like healing? Like some days you wake up and you don't know if you're doing it right. You don't know. And and then, you know, you get glimpses of this amazing view. And so um, that's, that's another significant piece of, of that cover. That is, uh, that's very cool. That's very true. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we got the Passion Conference coming up in Atlanta as yep. well as Fort Worth. You guys keep saying Dallas, but us locals around here are going to correct you on that. It is Fort Worth, my friend. That's the fine. Dickies Arena in That's Fort fine. Worth. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, you're back. You're back uh, on the road. You know, back able to get in front of crowds. We're we're through the COVID nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. How how are you feeling looking at 2023? Excited, excited. Um, you know, we have, like you said, we'll be at Dickies Arena in Fort Worth uh, between New Year's or Christmas and New Year's, and then here in Atlanta, uh, the first of 2023. Um, that'll be a really exciting, exciting way to, to kick off the new year. And, um, you know, just still really exciting that this generation wants to gather yeah. and in, in the, in the thousands they want to gather and they want to worship and they want to sit under the authority of God's word and be transformed. You know, I, I think some people are coming. I think they're curious. I think they're like, well, what is this thing? But I also, you know, I, and I think that's awesome, but I think there are also a lot of people coming and they want to be changed by the power of God. Mm-hmm. These gatherings, they want to see their generation change. Um, so man, I mean, what, what a way to start the year. Um, and then next year, you know, we're we're looking out at doing some more some more touring, um, maybe trying to play some of these songs off and make it out alive, cool. live yeah. somewhere along the way. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're excited. And then you know, we have church every Sunday. I'm I'm here at our church right now. We have church every Sunday and keeps rolling. So very cool. All good right, good times. You yeah. can you can keep up with Christian at christianstanfield.com. 
christianstanfield.com. And if you want to check into the Passion Conferences, it's passionconferences.com. So you can check that out. All right, last question for you. Um, yeah. What's in oh, – I Wow, I'm showing my age. I was going to say, what's in your CD player? What's on your playlist? <laughs> what, what does Christian Stanfield listen to? Oh, yeah. Um, recently, I discovered uh, an artist named Noah Gunderson. Oh, yeah. And I just can't believe oh, it yeah. took me this long oh, to yeah. discover Noah Gunderson. Oh, nice. So his latest record, Pillar of Salt, has just been on repeat for me. Um, I think he makes beautiful music. He does. And um, very emotional. I, I, so that that's what I've been listening to. Do you know Do you know Amos Lee? Dreamland came out this year. Yes, Amos Lee is fantastic. Yeah, that's probably yeah, my. Favorite. I need to check that out. I haven't heard Dreamland though. Oh my gosh! Okay. No, if you haven't heard yeah. Dreamland, you have. Oh, if you like oh. Noah Gunderson and you like some Amos okay. Lee, Dreamland is. You talk about an emotional album, phenomenal. You're gonna love it. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I don't want to forget. Another, I love finding new music. Yeah, another good one's Joshua Hyssop. You haven't heard him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, but I'll check him out too. Look at this, Christian wow. Stanfield taking notes from some interview guy, right? Here we are. <laughs> Look at that right there, Amosly Dreamland. Seriously, I got Dreamland it. is such a beautiful album. Uh, I just anyway. All right, enough of that. Uh, anything I miss you want to add before I let you go? No, this is great, man. I appreciate you giving space to have real conversation and talk about all of it so thank you very much absolutely and appreciate you guys hanging out watching hit share again hit like subscribe follow if you haven't done that and uh, come back we've got more great stuff for you check out make it out alive right now and i'll see you next time here on life today live